welcome to an all new episode of the Lisa Ann Experience post Thanksgiving holiday, which I hope was amazing for all of you. Hope you got a little downtime, ate as much food as you wanted, got to see the people you love, or maybe you were like me and you just took some serious downtime to do things that bring you next level personal joy. That would be projects. That would be projects at home organizing things that have gotten out of control. And the first day of my little vacation was the day before Thanksgiving, so Wednesday. And I decided I was going to take everything out of my office closet. I wanted to put some new cabinets in there. I wanted to have different drawers. I just needed to go through things because after being in the same place for a year and living as a true minimalist, you realize that like, oh, there's a lot of stuff in there I haven't used. So obviously either it should go to storage or I don't need it. And when you start a project like this, sometimes halfway through the beginning, I don't know about you, but I'll look around at the disaster that I have created and said, why did you start this project? Like, this is such a nightmare. This sucks so bad. But when it's finished, it's amazing. So that consumed an entire day and a little bit more on the Friday after Thanksgiving. But one of the things that really hit me was how many things we start to accumulate that we're never going to use again, but we think are too valuable to get rid of. So I'm a big fan of Apple products. I will let you know that. I love me my Apple products and I realized I just got a new iPad and I had my other iPad, which was older, but I wasn't using it anymore. And I had um, iPhone 8 in my closet. that was like a backup just in case of emergency, which I wasn't using. I just got my new phones. So Apple has a great trade-in program. And of course, the dated or older things, it's not going to seem like a lot of money, but like the iPhone 8, I got 160 bucks for, and I'll use that 160 bucks for apps that I use on Apple all the time. So why wouldn't you get rid of it? Why wouldn't you not look at the minimal amount, but look at it from a minimalist mindset? And that's the way I looked at it is like, I considered taking a box of things down to storage and realized like, well, you're never going to use them once they're in storage. So why don't you actually decide what you're trading in, what you might be donating, and what's just trash. And I ended up getting rid of probably 40% of the things in this closet, which a lot of it was just stuff that I held on to. I was like, I don't need this anymore. Um, I scanned in some documents so I could have them on a hard drive versus having folders of paper that I don't need, but very rewarding. And when I do these things, I either listen to other podcasts which The Minimalist is a great podcast to listen to when you are trying to get rid of shit, trust me, or I listen to music, or I fall deep into sports radio. So I'm just kind of in the zone. It's quiet time. It's time where I'm not interacting on social media. It's time where I'm just kind of straightening out my life. There's something that feels so good about taking that time to do a task that seemed tedious and obnoxious, but when it's done, you're like, oh, every day I look in my closet right now, I'm like, this looks great so organized. There's nothing in there I don't need. I've touched everything. I know where everything is. Uh, and so vacation to sometimes is more of a vacation. And then to other times, it's like a little journey through getting something done that's going to make getting back to work a lot easier. So I spent that time. I spent a lot of time on the phone and FaceTime with friends. Um, I spent an afternoon reading, uh, reading a new basketball book. My friend Alex Wong, who I'm going to have on the podcast, he is, has just a great story and a history with Slam Magazine. Uh, we actually did an interview together years ago and stayed in touch, and he sent me a copy of his book. So I had to just sit and have some quiet time reading. But whatever your vacation was, whatever that break in time, if you got to have it was, I hope it was special. I hope you were in the space of gratitude and, and just realizing how good we have it because after that little break, I feel just that next level sense of gratitude and how thankful I am to have the people that are in my life, to have the things going on that are in my life. And as I ventured back into work, which was yesterday for a football day, making my plays of the day for Bavada, doing all of the stuff that I do for Bavada and really enjoying engaging all day on social media. Today was actually my first business day. It's Monday. And I can remember there's Mondays where we just feel anxious. And instead of feeling anxious, I'm always trying to realize like I'm so thankful for the things and the people that are in my life, the things that I'm doing, the work relationships I have, the things that are growing. It's very easy to get overwhelmed and to not take that step back and think we've got stuff going on. 
We've got people that rely on us. There's something to be celebrated in that. So Thanksgiving, a time to be thankful, a time to take time for myself. Um, Black Friday, I ran a little promotion for a charity that I'm always trying to do whatever I can for. The charity is blessingsinabackpack.org. Uh, for $130 a year, you could sponsor a child that faces food insecurity at home. And during the school year, that child's given a book bag every weekend filled with food for the weekend, brings the book bag back. And I just think it's a great thing to be involved in. My goal was $1,000. It's on my Instagram page. I'm almost at $700. And I'm going to keep things, these things going as a reminder of how proud I am of so many people on my social media that give to the good causes that I stand up for. And it's just a great way for me to use my platforms and it feels good. So instead of being out shopping, I inspired everybody to share. This is going to be a season where we really want to think about sharing and not just ourselves. And another thing I learned from minimalism is really just that. Um, the more you don't need for yourself, the more you can share with others. So Little break conversation, nothing crazy exciting, thrilled to be returning my Apple products and getting a little bit of money here, a little bit of money here, and also just getting them out of my closet. They're only going to become more outdated. So whatever technology you use, you might want to look into if there's a buyback program or if there's, because um, you can, don't be paranoid and think you can't get all the information off of there. You can reset it to its factory settings. Don't be that person. Don't stockpile shit because you're paranoid, Okay trade it in. They're going to reuse it. You're recycling. You're helping the environment. Just like my love for liquid death water right here in aluminum, infinitely recyclable. Okay. Plastics. You can read articles days on days on D's that we're supposed to be shipping our plastics to other countries to recycle. Those plastics end up in the ocean. That's not what we want. So when it comes to full circle recycling, whether you're recycling aluminum and making sure you're not buying any single-use plastics, please, or you're recycling your technology, it's all good. It's all super, super good. It's all that good vibe feeling, just like the feeling I felt when I was walking around Washington Square Park with Kay and Allie, and I stumbled upon this table that said, Speed Dating for Charity. I just spoke of charity, so you know I'm intrigued. So I decided to ask, oh, what is the charity? And then I realized the charity was Sam. That's Sam Season, who you can follow on Instagram at one Sam Season. He was also there with his friend Charles, who you can follow on Instagram at c.mcrae. That's M-C-R-A-E-9-6. I'll have all of their information everywhere once I post this on YouTube. And also don't forget our date, the version of our date my version that Kay shot is on my YouTube at The Really Sam. And the version that Charles shot of our speed date in Washington Square Park for charity is at Sam Season. So pretty simple. Just go to Instagram. Oh, by the way, I am wearing, when you watch this on YouTube, you'll get to see that I am wearing a Sam Season sweatshirt because Sam Charles and I have become famous friends in the past month. And they sent me this huge box of swag. And we've just really been you know how we all kind of work together, content creators, and I just found their energy to be great. And well, how could I not have them on and introduce them to all of you? I mean, how could you not see that sometimes I am uber social, my love-hate relationship with people, the love is felt in real time, not on the internet. So when I was out that day and I stumbled upon them and then we stayed in touch on social media, I had to invite them. I got both Sam Season and Charles at the same time for this interview, and I also convinced them both to stay and deliver the mail. Join in our friendly conversation with two of my newest partners in crime. Today, I get to introduce you to two of my newest partners in crime. It was a beautiful fall day in New York City, and I was aimlessly wandering around with an actual crew. I had a photographer with me. I had the amazing Just Letter K with me shooting video. We're strolling around Washington Square Park. You know, it was like Halloween. Everybody's dressing their dogs up. We're taking pictures, and I stumble on a table with two of the most unique and darling men I have yet to come across <laughs> in my life. 
That would be one Sam season because every season is Sam season. And one Charles that I say in a very special way because I have a thing for Charles. Hi, guys. How you doing? It was good. It was popping. You know the well, funny thing? My, my bad, but you know the funny thing is that video almost didn't happen. It was like 30 seconds away from not happening. Yeah, he was finna leave. Like we were about <laughs> to go. So like I don't know, like so first we went to Times Square. It's Times too late. And, and nobody's interested and so in chilling like, and having fun. Actually, where you were is a better environment for what you were trying to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and I don't know if you remember the weather that day. The weather was sunny one minute, cloudy one minute. It was crazy. So we walking around Manhattan. We're from the South. We don't know how to ride the train, carrying these big tables and chairs and all this other stuff. And so I was exhausted. Charles was exhausted. And I know Charles was hungry and all that. You'll never feed me before videos. <laughs> I'll be getting, I don't know why you do that. Never... Charles needs to eat a lot of meals so, like, in one day, doing... Sam. You need to understand. He doesn't just eat three meals nah, like the rest really. of us. When I look at a lineman in the NFL, I think to myself, if that was my guy, I would probably be cooking for him eight times a day. I'd be going to the grocery store for a full order <laughs> like every, every 48 hours. I would make sure he is fed because he needs to feed that machine. Oh my God. Like every single time we record, he always does that. Like, bro, I'm hungry, bro. I'm hungry. I'm like, bro, you just ate two hours ago. Bro. Yes. That's how that's how life goes. I don't ate. think you understand how much cardio I burn on a regular basis. He has to I'm eat like, bro, two hours, you Sam. You need to understand this. We're gonna get a new food budget brought in. So you guys actually were brave enough to take the train not being from here. And how did you find out about Washington Square Park? So I seen like I seen some people on YouTube kind of do a video like that, but they did okay. like a make me laugh stuff, and so that's what I found about the Washington Square Park. But I've been in New York like one time last year, so I knew about the train a little bit. But I was on Google like how to get from Manhattan to Coney Island on the train and stuff like yeah. that. Oh. I didn't know that you There's could like uh, just yeah, put yeah. it in your phone and it just tells you what train to go to. So I knew I was better, more equipped this time. So we took the train this time. So it was better this because I knew what I was doing. Charles was, that was my first he was, time. He was like, yeah, I would have been lost, man. Yeah, I was like, okay, all right. It, it's kind of because it's kind of overwhelming. I live here time. and I don't go down there. I don't do it. I don't go down there. I don't go underground. You know what? When people are going under, like when they're walking in on the street and I see them going over, I always just say, I'm praying for you. Praying for you. Scary down there. And Charles, you know, it's also very claustrophobic because it's not made for a bigger person. So did you feel trapped on the train? Mm -hmm. Did I feel trapped on the train? I I definitely feel like I was a, I took up a lot of space. That's for sure. Like when I walked on there, I did feel like a lot of eyes was on me. You know, I got broad shoulders, so you know it wasn't. Luckily, one is crowded and stuff like that. But so I got to find a pole and just grab it, and you know stuff like that. It was funny because every time they um pulled, they pulled away sand with dang near fall. And yeah, because like, I'll be like, on my phone. I'm like, man, you got to stand for something, bro. You got to have a good base too. <laughs> and like it was separated too because of like. COVID so when you got to Washington like Square Park, were you surprised but, yeah. that everybody down there is selling blunts from tables where they're also selling like weird jewelry? Oh, like yeah. everybody's was- selling blunts. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why like that's who's like that's why we almost left because like you know New Yorkers y'all so used to people selling y'all stuff that nobody would stop. So nobody stopped for like oh. two hours. And so I was like, I was finna yeah. Like, well, I tell you, he was not listen, he was dead. I ain't never seen Sam so defeated <laughs> before in my life, right? You know, cause he was he was standing up, you know, he was he was trapped, he was like, Hey, you know, trying to speed that, you trying to speed, that. I see you trying and to mess with it. Stop. You know, we got one person and it was it was slow. It was slow. And then I just looked over this. I was like, he just Sam started sitting down and he was like That bro, dude with bro, the elbow. The elbow. I don't know if you remember yeah, yeah. the dude that was walking around. Elbow, yeah, elbow bro, so yeah. I used him. And I was like, "You see him, Sam? You look. You see him, Sam? He going up to everybody here. It's people. It's people that's gonna tell him no because he don't want to. I don't want to elbow. I don't even want to elbow that man right now. But he's take. He's, he's he lives for the moments that he gets a yes. And that's what you got. Look at you. It's pathetic. A, and I looked at him like, shut up, bro. And I, just, <laughs> I still got up and still so did it. So at that very so first play. moment yeah. as so, I approached yeah. both of you, Charles, we're going to leave him out of this conversation because he didn't even know who I was. But you, Sam, it rang a bell with you right away. And you thought, <laughs> what? I'm, like, he didn't even say nothing. That, 
the first thing she said, I knew who you was. Like, as soon as I saw your face, like, she said, speed dating for charity. I said, you're Lisa Ann. Like, you didn't even have to say nothing. That, that was, was a great moment. Part, and it worked. Kind of your timing was perfect. Yeah, was. I'm sorry if I was a little bit late and made Charles sit there hungry and you sit there. But I actually thought it was a great thing. I assumed the people were stopping and having fun with you guys all day because it was hella clever. The sign was so hokey. Speed yeah, yeah. dating for charity. I mean, anybody's going to ask like, well, what's the charity was my big question. And I realized we were all just meant to yeah. meet and meant to be friends. Yeah. So like after I met you, it definitely gave me that boost, like for sure. And then I just like the rest of the video, all the girls oh, no were way. after you. That's the funny part. Yeah. Uh, you were like you the second person. That's what I'm saying. So like. Yeah. That's why. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I fuck with you so much because you gave me so much energy. So that's why. Oh I yeah. Oh, that yeah. He was like, like Charles, we, we gotta keep going, man. Said, bro, we, we gotta gonna be, we gonna get some set. We gotta keep it going. <laughs> we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get it. I'm like, this dude. Right Charles here, was bro. still like, yo, but I'm yeah, hungry, man. Right. I'm hungry. We're supposed to eat something. I'm hungry. <laughs> so you actually got some juice. Nah, like I came nah, through. Was... It gave you that energy. You got some juice, and as soon as we got back, so so you know. The people that you met, Allie is here in New York, my photographer, but just the letter K mm -hmm. uh, lives in California. We've worked together for years out West, and this was her first trip here with me since before the pandemic. Um, I just moved from LA to New York full-time, December of 2019, and before mm -hmm. that, her and I went to uh, Alaska for 10 days. We, we used to do all these excursions and like just shoot tons of YouTube content. She's not only a creator, but a great editor. She loves to pick the music. Like she's so into it. And so as soon as we got back, we looked you both up because this is a thing. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wonder if these, we were in the, we were in the cab. We're like, I wonder if these guys travel all over the U S doing this because it's a really social thing. And it's kind yeah. of free content other than your time and the time that you put into editing it and wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's essentially what I want to do. I just want to go like to different locations and do it. Like uh, I kind of hinted it to him. Well, I don't want to say the next location, but I want to go to just basically just different locations and to just like you know just just meet different people, you know, because yeah. that's I really like traveling. I don't know about you, but I really like traveling. I like being in the airport. I don't. I like being in the airport more than traveling. But yeah, anyway. he loves airports. Like when I tell you, he be giving me so many airport facts, man. I'd be like, did He'd you know like, that hey. this airport is the most busiest airport He's in like, America? Sam, we have like, another connection. When nah, I got my I very like, first iPad, the first thing I downloaded was the airport app, and it gave you all the abbreviations for the airport yeah. and then like a tidbit about them. And I've always called the airport the window to the world because when you're at the airport. You're kind of in a blank nah, space. Sure. You're not where you're from and you're not where you're going yet. But to the people watching is so fucking amazing at the airport because there's so, there's so many, many different, different people. people. There's like, like kids running around. There's That's what I was people with dogs. There's just like everybody right. is there and everybody's waiting for the same thing. The anticipation, where they're going, what they're doing. And I love the airport mm. and I know exactly what airports have my favorite like breakfast burritos. I know what airports have my favorite <laughs> lounges. Like, yo, I know airports like remember something. I've been to every state in the United States. Uh, I filled an entire passport traveling overseas for the industry. Um, so I've been to airports and I could tell you international airports are even better. You've been to Arkansas? Sydney airport, sick. Oh, Sydney, yeah, Australia. Yeah. Oh my God. The airport is like unbelievable. I would get there like three hours early just to walk around. Why wouldn't you? You don't know when you're going back. That's what I was trying to tell you. No, for sure. Because I've seen some like, have you been to the Not like, yet. China airport? No. I I've talked to you. But they said it's like it's the biggest airport. It got like a swimming pool. A I was, hotel, I was, I was like, at the brand new Istanbul, Turkey airport last year, and it was pristine because it opened right before the pandemic. So it was like amazing to be there during the pandemic when yeah. nobody was there. It was unbelievable. But let's talk about you two. How long have you two known each other, okay. and how did you meet? Um. So. It's crazy. So <clears throat> I seen Sam, boy, we both seen each other on um each other's like Snapchat, so heard stories about each other. Sam had went to a different school than I did, he but did? I um but I heard I heard about him and saw him like on my friend's Snapchat that I was real close with. He was real close. Oh, you're talking about Braxton. Yeah, so okay. like yeah, we had this one friend Braxton, so I that's where I found out about Sam. So really one day at a football game, I met Sam for the first time. 
And we was like, you know, we was like, I don't know, it's like this classic black man thing. Like, you know, hey, I'm trying to get like you, man. You funny, bro. And you're like, nah, you funny, man. Cause cause something like that. And then um, and then um we never we never like we, we was cool, we got cool after that, but we never like, you know, linked up like this till we got to A State. We started and, playing Xbox. Yeah, we started playing Xbox together, really. And then um, once we found we both go to the same school and stuff, we just he we came and to him, me and the rest of our group. We had like a really group, big group. You probably would love them too. A really big group. We were roommates at one so point. So it's been too. what that, five, six years. years you guys have been in this budding friendship. Yeah, it's been probably longer than yeah, that. Yeah, probably Either. probably about since when I when I met you like junior senior. Year. No, I was about yeah. Six we years met like, like junior senior, junior year, year, but like we got real close in college. And yeah, Sam, college, what did you so take in college? Uh, creative media. Fantastic. So basically the stuff I do Fantastic. Now. And so, you graduated yeah. already. Yeah, you graduated so. in August, but you're going to walk with Charles December 18th, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, like, I didn't want to walk at first, so I didn't walk in the summertime. But then my parents, they found out, so that's why I'm walking in this. And you saved it with your friend. Period. Charles, what are you going to school for? I know you play football, but what are you taking in school? I take graphic communication, so it's basically you know the same thing kind of Sam does. Mine is like more printing, was more printing based, and maybe maybe more graphic design based. But I still do all. That but you two are like Wonder stuff. Twin Powers, which by the way was a cartoon when I was young, way way beyond your time. But like, cause you yeah, both bring something one. different to the table, but it has the same main focus, which is creating content and sharing content and making clickable yeah. content. You know, you both bring something really cool to the table. Charles, the football dream. Is this something you plan to pursue after college? Uh, the football dream? Uh, nah, cause I didn't, um, I didn't really play or get much playing time while in college. So, you know, as much as my, much as my family, I look, I, lo I really did love it again. Got I really it. have to love it to stay in it this long, but I'm gonna just continue. I'm gonna just leave it and just continue. Uh, just doing like stuff like this and okay so now it's business. been set we know what the goal is december 18th is the big graduation day which i will not forget and by the way charles sam was like how did you know when charles is graduating i'm like we talk you think we don't talk you think we are in each other's dms like you know and the yeah. funny thing is this like this yeah. this is gonna be so misunderstood her. by the world because my best friend says it all the time i have a love-hate relationship with people okay the hate comes from the dudes that just think they can be with me and they're creepy and they're just weird and they're there's a lot you've I seen I what see i have to go Twitter. through but then there's the love of no. the people that i choose and I just felt both of your energy was off the chart. And you put together this huge package of sweatshirts for me. And we've kept in such close touch. And it's only been a month since we met. But I feel like I see us growing mm -hmm. and doing things together. I think it'd be yeah. cool if we did the tables together. I did the speed dating for a charity. And you thinking. did. And Charles was like in the center, right? Charles is shooting. And then we switched because I can shoot camera too. Uh, I can shoot video and stills. Oh, yeah. Then we switch and we let Charles go in and then maybe sometimes Charles votes because maybe we'll have such a runoff. Like, I feel like I could draw in a lot of girls for you guys. Of course, I'm going to get dudes, nah, but Charles is going to tell each one of them, you don't make the cut. Yeah. Like, the date is over. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that would be super, that would be super easy, especially with you at the table, just you, I mean, and it would yeah, be so would be much fun because, like, you your questions table. were good that you asked. We come up with some solid questions because there's like music festivals in Miami. There's like all these different things you want to go to and just be outside of it and be like, here. And I like yeah. the table. My table's going to have a better banner for sure. Okay. Yeah. 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 The table, the, 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 the the banner was I, I love that it was kind of, by like, the way, the banner drew me in. <laughs> you guys know that the banner drew me in. Yeah. Of all the places you've gone so far, because I watched you did this in Miami. You've done this. What all cities have you been yeah. to so far speed dating for charity? I say in air quotes. I did my I did Miami and then we did Austin. How'd Texas, you like Austin? And, New York. and I did Austin, Texas. Austin is very weird. It's a like that's that's the slogan yes. keep austin weird like uh it's i don't know it's kind of it got like this mixture between like what la and texas would be like if la and texas had a yeah baby, there's still like austin, the kind of redneck sense. factor but then there's a lot of like 
real socialite yeah. situations going on too. Like there's just this clash. It's a great example of yeah. like if LA and Texas had a baby, it would be Austin. And my slogan from my state when I grew up that they changed on the license plate because of the spelling was wrong, but I always liked it. The slogan for my state was, you've got a friend in Pennsylvania. And I think it's great because the friendliest people nah. I know are from Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I'm always out making friends. I'm like, where are you from? I'm like, well, you've got a friend in Pennsylvania. That's where I'm from. Oh, what about Philly? Is that Philly is, is would that be a, a fun city? place for you to do this. Philly is a great city when there's like little festivals. There's a lot of art festivals downtown, like regular things that happen every weekend. Philly has a great vibe. There's also a lot of foot traffic. So if you're in the right place, you you definitely hit. Philly would be great. Uh, Baltimore would be great. D.C. would be great. Um, I want to do one in London. I told him about that. Like, just... <laughs> But like, like, crazy places, I be thinking man. so like, all right, so yeah, I know that's kind of like super you should fun, shoot for the stars. Have passport, will travel, yeah. right, Charles? You got a passport? Yeah. Look at that. No, we gotta get this done. I don't want either, but that's what I want to do. I, I want to do like I, I want to go to London and do it. I want to go to Paris and do it. I just so go you got to pick all the places around the globe first that there's not a language barrier because it'll be much easier, right? Otherwise, yeah, you're going to yeah, sit yeah. there and use Google Translate. Some some countries, it would be I funny. Would some be countries funny, do still cater <laughs> yeah. and speak uh, a lot of English, but there's some places, like I did a month in Italy in 2018. I went deep into cities where nobody spoke English. Like I couldn't even get somebody at the front desk of the hotel that spoke English. So a lot of Google Translate, but like Australia – would be sick because you have no language barrier there and you could do all the different cities in Australia, like Sydney, you can go to Brisbane, you can go to Perth. Like there's so many, it's like different countries because it's huge, mm -hmm. but you got to do international. I, so you, yeah, you're loved to travel for both of you because you get to write this yeah, off because you're using this as a business expense to create this content to hopefully generate an income selling ads and products, right? How do we market? Yeah, sure. yeah. How do we market this? Like, how do we get this shit going? Because I love mine. Uh, I got it on my website, www.samseason.com. So you can order that shirt that she has on. I have like I like she has like I sent you a package. I have many different colors: blue, red, gray, black. Red, the one you're blue, wearing right now. Gray, all that. I'm trying to get some more merch and stuff like that. But yeah, www.samseason.com. That's where you can get the merch at. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to do, like you said, do merch, do more advertisement for our company. Well, influencer I, I work. I haven't done one yet for uh, this. Anybody. I'm going to show you. Yeah, both influencer away. work. Don't yeah, you just worry. Stuff like you know, that. I you know I already took you both under my wing, right? You've already <laughs> we've established this. Am I right? Thank you. Even K, yes, sure. just letter yes. K was like, oh, this is this was so great. I can't believe we stopped and shot this, and like she didn't even have to edit the video. Yeah, and that was the one recording. Yeah. That was the one that was She's recording. brilliant. Okay, yeah. Absolutely yeah, a gifted, brilliant yeah, individual. We went up yeah. in the uh, doorless helicopter and shot a killer video. And uh, we both take GoPros with us. So I shoot her content for her while she shoots content for me. Like when we're traveling, we're multitasking. We're both shooting each other's content. It's so yeah. much fun to be able to see the mm -hmm. world and then share kind of your experiences with other people who – don't travel, can't travel, you know, are afraid to travel. It really, people live through us. And that's what nah. you guys are going to create post-Dose-December when Charles graduates. That's crazy. <laughs> so excited. Nah, that really, that is crazy that you say that because it's like, dang, like, I'm just a regular person. And then people real deal be like, I don't want to say this is lived through me, but like when they see the experience and stuff like that, they see it and they're kind of like, dang, they are kind of living through I, that. It totally makes sense. sense. And, it, and it's so, how it yeah, should it's, be, it's right? You're neat. sharing an experience and that's why we're on YouTube, right? What do we watch on these channels? We watch other people do stuff. That's what become the thing. You could watch a show that's produced and put together on television, but for some reason, we're all really drawn to watching regular people do shit on YouTube. Now, TikTok, you're really big on TikTok. Charles, what, what's going on with your TikTok? What's going on my TikTok? Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't post much content on my TikTok like he do. I don't, but um, I don't post. I just, I re really re repost. What yeah, because you're we sharing do. this. So I just post funny stuff. 
in the past. Yeah, he was more the cameraman at first, and then yeah, that's what I saw. Like, well, that's why I wanted. Then somehow he just pulled me in front of the camera because I realized we worked so good together. Like, because like he was my cameraman, and I had like other cameramen and stuff like that. But like, whenever I would do a video with Charles, we would have like it would just come sure. very organic. It would just feel organic. It, it wouldn't feel like we weren't trying or nothing like that. And we would just actually we would genuinely have fun. So I was like, I always just tell him like, bro, like let's just do like, come on, just get in the camera. And so yeah, he always just been there. What like was that. my first video? What was my first video? You was like in the well, we had uh my first ever YouTube video was a Waka okay. Faka vlog. Like he came to our oh, school yeah. and we that. vlogged that. Yeah, he grabbed my phone. Shout out to tall Waka, in person, Waka. right? But, Could you believe how tall he yeah. was in person? I Yo, didn't. That's he, the, I did not know he was that tall. Like he, like that dude, was solid. He's a solid dude. Yeah, yeah, like I was jumping with him in the market. Like he's, he's jumped, tall, he and 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 uh, he's got a frame too. Charles is not quite as husky and beautiful as you are, but yeah. he's big, right? He um oh, he used to come into Sirius all the time late night when I did my Monday night show. So it was ten to midnight, and the only other people in the studio on that floor would be like Hip Hop Nation, Shade Forty Five. So I'd see all the rappers, everybody coming through. The whole floor would just smell like weed, and when he would come through, I would always just look out the window <laughs> shocked because everybody walking with him was like to his arm because he's so tall. He's gotta be like six five, six six, big guy. But like he jumped in the mod pit. Like he literally jumped off stage into the crowd. Mm-hmm. No like, fear. I was like, oh yeah, he's different. He's no different. fear at all. <laughs> like he was in the crowd. Like he was this. He was this close. But to Charles, yeah, you may like, not have wanted that. to be nah, on I'm camera sure from the jump. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm a huge sports radio enthusiast. Like I love listening to it, and the shows I love the most are hosts that were friends before they started on air together. There's just a a synergy there. There's a connection. They know each other's families. They have like inside jokes and it flows so differently than when you hear a show that's been put together with two or three hosts that don't know each other at all. It's very different. So what you guys have is really dynamic because you have a friendship, you travel well together. You also have to be able to travel together. And not get on each other's nerves. And one of you isn't needy. You know, that kind of a thing. Oh, Sam's shaking his head. Did I? Did I? You still. I wish we had enough time. I well, do it. Tell. I, okay. Bring it. Bring it. No, I, mean, I don't know. I just, I just had a bad choice. With somebody else? People, it can be a nightmare. Yeah, you don't I, have to don't tell it, but I can there. tell you. I've yeah. traveled with people. Right. I'm so lucky. So Kay also edits my podcast, you know, anything that I need. She edited my audio book when I recorded my first audio book. I can be in the same space with Kay every day for eternity. And it's so comfortable. Uh, We work well together. We separate our stuff. She's out here editing. I'm in my office working. When we travel in hotels, she's got her headphones on. She's doing something. It's like we're in each other. But I've traveled with people that like halfway through the trip, I didn't even want to stay on the trip anymore because they ruined it so much. And so you have to have that comfort. Like you're going to share a room to save money. So you got to be able to get along. You can't have one person that's a disaster in the bathroom or something like that because it just won't work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how we are. Like, I think we, we travel well together. And we I don't stay. know if I could spend 10 days with you. I think it wouldn't be that bad. But <laughs> we was roommates, but I don't know. Well, I, I need man. to teach Sam I mean, a couple Sam, of things. Sam smooth. needs to start carrying snacks, okay? He needs to have a bag that has, like, you know, protein <laughs> bars, like stuff that stays in a backpack and can, so that when you do sense that there's a low blood sugar dipping for Charles, you can just hand it. Just just get it out of your back. Just have the snack ready. Just hand it over. And then he'll keep filming. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, my thing is, I be fasting a lot. So I don't eat as much. Yeah, he don't eat as much can be like you, Sam. He don't eat as much and he don't sleep like I You can't make him be like you. You guys have a completely different build. You got to adapt. You yeah, got to adapt. You got to cater to him because yeah, you don't I mean, want to lose him. You don't want him to get a better offer from somebody who offers him. Yeah. Like right now, I said to him, come on the road with me. I'm going to buy you unlimited food. He'd be fucking done with you, Sam. He'd leave. Right, Charles? <laughs> He'd be done with you. <laughs> I said I'm going to Come on. He's gone. Oh, listen, I'm just keeping it real. you got to find when you're going to. You guys got, you got this month till you guys can be doing this full time. The most important thing I can tell you in starting this 
burnt this business venture, this this travel, all this is to get to know each other's things and go out of the way to cater to them as much as they may irritate you. Because when you do that and you create this great space amongst each other, your success together is unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So is there anything Charles could do better since we're having sure this little is. talk? Uh, we already know Sam needs I mean, to feed you more, Charles. Nah, not really. Nah, be 100, man. Put it out there on the table. What? Nah, I he, mean, he had a problem. I guess, you know, I sleep His body's recovering. He, nah, he, that's, more that's than not, he works that's out not, more. His body's recovering. Else. He needs more sleep than you, too. So that's something that you're going to have to understand. Okay. You say I'm loud. I mean, but that that's the good part. I would say probably the one thing, I don't know. I'm very kind of like real anal about the okay. footage sometimes. And like sometimes the cameramans be shaking the footage. Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I be I'm like, I'm certain. What are y'all that. doing? I usually try to I usually try to move things in the right light. You know, I try to tell them like, let's move over here. Like, like when that. we did when we did uh your video, I wanted you to get on the yeah. other side, if that makes sense. Oh, did you hear how bad I yeah. messed mine up? Like, I was moving he, around sitting on the microphone. Kay was like Why'd you have to be like that with the microphone? Like it was so staticky. I'm like, I wasn't even thinking, but we still have those little things too. (laughs) You guys should get the strap. Kay wears this, this GoPro and it's strapped onto her chest. I just got the same strap so I can walk around the city and the GoPro has a really nice stabilizer in it. So even when you're walking, you don't really sense the movement, but of course you're going to want the content a certain way. Things happen. You're also shooting on the fly. It's not like you're in a set where the sound is always good and the lighting yeah, is yeah. always good and it's not windy. So Charles is working against disadvantages that you necessarily wouldn't have if you had a studio or you, but it wouldn't be the same thing. You couldn't do that. I mean, eventually I think it'd be cool for you guys to be at like comedy shows on stage and bringing people up and having these experiences. Yeah. Like I can see this branching out to many different venues where people would love your story. Okay. They, they, they love the fact that you two are friends. Look, Sam, some just come up. Gonna get something out of your back. No, oh, I, I, gotta I thought he was my, getting Charles my, a snack. I was like, really "Look good. how that shit be working, Charles." <laughs> He's. I you were smart. I, I you were smart. So. Yeah, I got. I learned. I this is smart, but I, are you excited you to graduate college? I am. It, it has been exciting and a little nervous, you know, getting out in the real world and stuff like that. But, you know, I think I'm pro- I'm, I'm going to apply for the master program up here, too. But that's going to be online. So I still still I still be like working and doing, doing be with Sam doing this and stuff like that. But it is pretty it is pretty exciting because, you know, you know, I really never just thought about, you know, graduation or like the end of this. You know what I'm saying? I was just in the moment at the time, you know, so. But I'm here now. And I'm, it's a huge accomplishment for both of you. Both of you are college educated. You know, it's, it's a huge accomplishment. It's not something that everybody gets the opportunity to do. And the fact that you really channeled into what you want to do next and you have some great skills, you're already ahead. You know, most YouTubers just pick up a phone or a camera and start figuring it out. You know what I mean? You guys have both some technical savvy behind you. And you also have me. So... I plan to continue this. I know you're going to stay on board for my creepy mailbag, but this is just the beginning. I want everybody to go to samseason.com, support these young men. They want to get out there and share their absolute awesomeness with everybody, which is what we all need more of. We need to laugh. We need to be disconnected from people's opinions and people's reality. We need to sit at a weird Home Depot table in the middle of a really weird park and make (laughs) new friends and create moments for YouTube for everybody to enjoy. I thank you both so much for joining me on the Lisa Ann Experience. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And here we are for the Ask Lisa Ann section, the exercise right here. Yeah, that's right. AskLisaAnn at gmail.com. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer right here on my podcast, Lisa Ann Experience. Also, don't forget if you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe, rate, review. If you're watching on YouTube, thumbs up, share. All of those good things help so much in the world of being this creator. The mail will be delivered right now, and I selected questions for both Sam and Charles and gave them an order, which you're going to enjoy. 
you didn't all think that I was going to let these two young men leave this podcast without becoming the mailmen of the day. You know, I carefully select and curate this list. I come in hot, hot, hot off the top with the creeper of all creeper emails. That email box, guys, it is so slimy, creepy in there. It makes me never want to leave my house when I have to sort through that. It really confuses me that there's dudes out there that put stuff like this in writing. But I was very specific with the first email that I requested Charles to read email number one. Um, So it says here, um, does size matter in real sex? What's confusing about this is in real sex is his question. So I think this is my mind working. He sees how big they look on camera in the movies. And he wants to say that is not real because his isn't that big in real life. Right? So in his world, he's justifying that he's more normal. I will say that size doesn't matter. It's really about the connection that you have with somebody. Um, There are definitely size queens out there and there's not any judgment towards that at all. And it's not something that you want to turn away either if offered. But at the same time, many of the women in my life have told me like, you know, I had the greatest sex with this guy and he was probably the smallest guy I ever, but we connected so well and it was so intimate. So from a man's perspective, I see this as something guys worry about. Um, You guys think it's normal for guys to worry about this kind of thing? Like size? Like if you had a great personality, would it matter? Uh, I think I probably wouldn't be as confident if I didn't have, you know, because <clears throat> even if Charles I did have a great personality. <laughs> Charles is throwing it Sam, you know what? He's just so sly throwing it out there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, but I just. But I already I, assumed. You know. Charles, you know, I made my way with you day one, okay? Sam? Uh, I mean, I, it doesn't matter. I mean, like you was saying, a lot of girls think I my shit small anyway, so it's like I always gotta come in with the personality anyway. So it's like, but I don't interesting. think interesting. So men yeah. really do think about this on the regular when they're meeting girls. Because I, mean, I, I want to tell both of you and every guy out there, for a girl, most of the time it is the last thing on your mind. You're looking at things like, did the guy wear flip-flops on the date? His feet are disgusting. Um, is he polite to the servers? How does he look? How does he smell? Does it look like he brushes his teeth? Like we have a whole different thing going on in our head than worrying about sex when we first meet somebody. So wait, wait, wait. So like I seen like I think like whenever a girl meets somebody, she knows whether she wants to sleep with him in the first 15 seconds. So do you feel like that's true or not? If the girl is a sexual being, then yeah, because she might this be in like- that phase of her life. But like in normal times, no. Like when I'm, you know, talking to people, like because there's some guys that I've been friends with for a long time before it actually happens, or there's some guys that it happened with, and then we just decided to be friends instead. So yeah, it depends. But like there was a time in my twenties where, you know, maybe I thought differently. Maybe that was my priority because I wasn't looking to be serious. I didn't want to be in a one-on-one, but I just don't think men need to worry about size as much. I think working on the personality, I mean, Sam, you've got a great personality. No, Charles I'm saying like great- they always think they, they think my sh- my stuff small coming into it because I'm skinny. So it's like, you know, I did. I that's did, a misnomer. I, that's that's a lie because they not because like, girls, all, <laughs> all females posted are skinny dudes with the slanging. I mean, when they I, think I'm small because I'm, I'm big. I'm chubby. <laughs> no, okay. It's it's chubby. Like, what if I go and do it? They are, when I pull it out, they be like, dang, it's bigger than I expected. Like, I never, every single girl has always said that. They, <laughs> they be like, dang, I didn't know. <laughs> but that's, yeah. I love all of this. This is a very important topic to men. Good to know. Okay, Sam, you get to read question number two. Okay. Okay. Uh, hello, dear. I want, I want to know, do you like pussy eating or anal fingering? Oh, Jesus. Why does somebody email something like this? And what do they expect in return? And if I answered it, let's say I picked one randomly and wrote back. Am I inviting the person to do this with me? Like, I just go into this place of like, how much free time does a person have to actually sit down and compose an email like this to somebody? It's just fucking weird, right? Yeah. I guess we can't talk with the DM thing we did the other day. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. (laughs) 
Tell me what we did a DM video like it was sliding the DMs, but we was just saying like random outlandish, really outlandish. But it was just it was for a video. But okay, I think like I think what happens with you is like they they don't watch you for so long and they kind of have like this weird like you know that fantasy, not fantasy, but they feel like they know her. It's the only way they know me. It's it's the only way they know me. So they that's why they do the weird stuff and you know all that. So I'll ask you now that you two have met me, now that you met me, but you knew me from a different way. What was your perspective once we met in person compared to potentially what your perspective of me may have been from your own idea? Uh, so like, I ain't gonna snap. You was like top five for me growing up. So like. So like I seen your interviews and stuff. Top two and not two, you know. <laughs> so like I knew like I knew you because I seen you do like you had a podcast stuff like that. So I was like, okay, she's a charismatic person. And then once we met, I was like, okay, yeah, she's definitely a charismatic bubbly person. So yeah, it kind of you kind of just confirmed everything for me, really. Uh I say, um, cause it's like it's been a, it's it's been like a while since I've watched you. I after uh, like I was pro when I first started gotten into watching porn and stuff like that like i used to watch browsers and all that stuff but now i'm more of like on the like uh amateur you know like, like real, oh, yeah okay so that like, happens real, different niche yeah 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 like from the right from the phone so i haven't i haven't been away i've been away from that for a while so i guess maybe that's why i didn't recognize you or something like that but i guess you know i don't know i guess you saw i saw you as like real uh maybe my my motherly but yeah i guess motherly I yeah that something. too yeah but like just a real just like you know like she'll she'll you'll she'll teach you and guide your way through everything type deal. But yeah, I like to. You, look I didn't know. I didn't people. know you was this much of a bubbly person. I didn't know it at oh, all yeah. that you were like this. Oh though, so. yeah, I wouldn't. I, I lucked out falling into a world that allowed me to just be my own self, um, and everybody else had their own opinion. But still, it wasn't like being in a box at a workplace where I had to be a certain way. And I could be bubbly, and I could meet people, and have fun in interviews. And also really stand for things in the industry and really fight for yeah. equality in the industry and really show people uh, how to change their own mindsets. And so like, there's a lot of layers to me. But one of the things everyone says is like, you're like my best friend, but there's times you're definitely like my mom. Um, you're just so caring. There's just an affectionate way about you that I can come to you with things and know no matter what, I'm going to get a non-judgmental honest answer from you and it's going to come with love. So once I choose you, which is the love hate thing, which I've definitely chose you to, um, then I want to look after you because what are we here for? We're here to leave a legacy. The legacy is not going to be how much money we made. It's not going to be what we did. You know, when we die, yes, or we leave our body, but the memory of you is with every single person's life that you touched. And every person is going to keep you alive because they're going to talk about you and they're going to think about you. And there's a woman that was my neighbor growing up. She lived to be almost 102 years old and I had her in my life for 42 years. And she's the person that I think about multiple times a day, uh, how she treated people, how kind she was, how much of an effort she made for other people instead of always putting herself first. And my parents weren't like her. Nobody else I met was like her. And so I've always wanted to be like her and wanted to be remembered like her. I want people to know that I truly do care and I just want to see everybody succeed that I, in, in my world, like, why wouldn't you want to bring up everybody you can? Nah, like, when I posted that TikTok, like, I got hella comments. I met her in 2007 in Outback, and she was the nicest person. I met Aww. her, I met her, at, I seen her at a Madison Square Garden game. I was like, I was like, okay, that definitely attests to, like, the type of character. So nice. So, yeah, yeah, you touch lives. All right, so we're not answering that last question. Um... Charles, this is a good one for you. Lisa, you are loving my life. You are from chocolate and honey. And honey, please be my girl. <laughs> Another email where you I wonder, do guys all? think that they're just shooting their shots? So do you think they cut and paste these and send them to like every single girl they have an email or a DM for? Uh, I don't know. I've definitely used the same pickup lines on women, so... I can say, I could say. Maybe, I think you know, I we could make creative. a series of me responding back to these emails. Nah, you should. Like, oh, yeah, sure. What are they going to do next? Okay, great. I write back to Amel and I say, thank you so much, even though you spelled chocolate wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to be your girl. What's next? 
That would go crazy on TikTok. They would do like a green up. green screen or something like that. Mm-hmm. No, that would go crazy. That would go and crazy. then we keep the thread going, right? And we wait till we have some good threads, and then we reenact. Like, okay, I've got to go to the airport. I'm going to go meet uh, a male. He probably lives somewhere um, in Israel. Okay, next or one like is FaceTime with Lisa. In he keep playing. What next one like... is for you? This is a great one. Okay, yeah, I think I read this one. I kind of want to. Where is it? Uh... It was jarring, I'm sure. Okay. Um. When I have sex, I have trouble ejaculating. The girl always feels like I'm taking too long, but I don't have trouble finishing when I watch porn. Should I stop masturbating? And yes, you should. That cause that's what's happening is like your brain you're desensitizing your body. yourself. Yeah, you're desensitizing yourself. So it's like you're not used to an actual woman. Whenever you get to a woman, so that's why you never finish. So and also porn. speaking for the woman. Um, I haven't met a guy that could go too long that I wanted him to finish sooner. So he's obviously not doing a great job either if the girl wants to get it over with. She's like, finish, finish. For me, it's like, wow, you can go for two hours. This is fantastic. Um, So I think he's got a lot of problems, but good to hear it from a guy's mouth because, yes, that is what I think he's desensitized. Charles, this is a big one. It's a long email. If you'd rather, I can read it to you guys. Yeah, I got you. All right. You guys ready for this? You got it? All right, I'll read it. You can read it. I want to see your reactions. Hi, I'm Marv. To cut to the chase, I love pornography. I have a very healthy pastime of watching porn for four to six hours a day. This isn't a bad thing, and you're the first and only actress I've had addiction to. Again, not bad. This is a blessing. My questions are, what site has the best and the most pornography starring yourself for purpose of being purely sexual? What parts of your body should I worship and concentrate more than others while watching you have sex with people? Lastly, I love my sex addiction. That's like something a crack addict says when they're trying to find more crack, by the way. And I'll never change who I worship as a living sex goddess. By the way, I'd like to get a restraining order against Marv ASAP. Um... I don't know if you do anything spiritual for the sexual plane, but if you do, please will it. So my lust for you, for your sexuality portrays deeper than it's ever been. You are my sex God. Give me a sexual, I think he means to say incarnation, to say while gazing and lusting over your sexual perfection. I know that image isn't the whole per se you, but I would like to be part of your image to consume me. Thank you, Lisa Ann. You are wonderful. Jesus, I kind of was—I don't know—because I seen I kind of I seen you uh, on the Real Minimalist podcast. I watched yes. that a little bit, Aww. so like I kind of wanted to talk about like get your opinion on that. Like, do you feel like people like with sex addiction and stuff like that? Like, I think your, it's gone too uh, far. Remember when I got in the business? First of all, there was no internet, so if you yeah. wanted to watch content. You either signed up for it on cable, which was very limited and very expensive, or you went to an adult bookstore where you had to prove that you were 18. Like they carded you just like buying alcohol. They carded you. And it was mainly rentals, which is weird because it's kind of a dirty thing to want to touch after other people touches it was how I always felt about renting a VHS. But it limited people's consumption because they had to make an effort to go get it. It was kind of maybe like a weekend thing. Um, and, And then it became young people got a phone and discovered it and it creates an endorphin release. And that endorphin release is very addicting at a young age when you don't even really know what it is yet. So I think the unhealthy part of it is how it's affecting young people in the, in the thought of being intimate and understanding that like, I can remember dating and like you let your guy go to second base, which means like in the park, he was putting his hand up your shirt and it was like the most exciting thing for two weeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now everybody gets together. They have sex right away. Like guys used to say like the second they heard a girl's zipper unzipper and like her pants might be coming down, they would lose their minds because it could take months to get there. Um, and you didn't have sex with people the first time you met them. So it was a lot of teasing, a lot of foreplay. And I think that helped you build a beautiful romantic story about how excited you were to see that person again. You know, you'd make mixtapes like in killing time, you'd make mixtapes for each other to show each other what songs made you think of them. Cause again, he had only gotten to second base. So I think we've fast tracked and really lost a little bit of that excitement of how pure it was and how much buildup there was that made it better. Yeah. Cause I definitely feel like people around my age, 
because I'm 22. People around my age that grew up with the internet, the rise of the internet and stuff like that, they definitely, because I feel like I, I have, I experienced like problems with pornography and stuff like that. So I definitely feel like people around my age have experienced like with pornography and then just like uh, being intimate. It desensitized you. Yeah, like, yeah, just being intimate and stuff like that. Because I remember just being in high school, like, that was like all my, like all on my mind. Like I was never like. Of course. Like Once you see it, you can't turn away. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely feel that on a. Yeah, and so. so, you know, too, the content has changed. So in the 90s, it was this whole slow thing because the cable companies were also going to buy the scene. So the cable companies didn't show any penetration. So everything had to be shot to the side. And a lot of it was teasing. So you would shoot like 30 minutes of that. It was on film. So you had to shoot for a couple of hours to get good content. It wasn't like digital handheld, you know? And the guy had to like disrobe you very slowly. And I just remember every guy was really good at unhooking the bra and they would have this certain way, take down a girl's panties and show off her butt to the camera. And now the guy walks in, he's naked already. And he's also already hard. Like how did the guy get hard already? You know, because they take Viagra, they use what I call PEDs in porn. They take a lot of substance to, to be hard right away. Whereas we didn't have that. And so it was just different. So, yeah, it's interesting talking to you at your age and seeing that it did have an impact on you. And I also talked to a lot of young women and some of their experiences have been rougher than they were expecting for their first couple of times. And I have to tell them, like, it's what he's seen on the Internet. You know, it's not that somebody's told him to do that. He doesn't know that's not right because we're getting paid a lot of money to act. So, like, we're louder and we're more into it than anybody ever really is in their real life because somebody's standing on the side of the set like, yo, talk more or yell more or make more noise. You're too quiet. Like, okay, but I don't have sex like that at home. I would always say to people like, I don't have sex like this at home, but you had to on camera to make it seem so much better. Yeah, it definitely just like changes your view. Like you go into like relationships and stuff with people thinking like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this with her. Uh, she got titties like we say in our instance. I don't know but you see what I'm saying like, it just changes it just changes your viewpoint on that so I definitely understand like yeah and picture how different it was when we had no idea what anything looked like we only saw like a plastic device in health class of like what organs you know what the guy looked yeah. like with the girl we weren't it was so different there was no way to access content even if our parents had magazines back then the magazines were different there weren't spreads there was a huge bush the girl had there was no sex so we actually did have to experience it which i think was better oh yeah how do you feel about all right last question this is leaving us on a high note right here because i like to end it like this charles you got this one because this is a good one for both of you after the great conversation conducted on your sunday live on youtube you mentioned um the charities 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 my bad charities you are involved in you spelled it wrong it's okay it's not you (laughs) i am spelling's not a strong point i am one of the rare people that does not have social media accounts i only i only watch on watch you on youtube and i listen to your podcast i would love to donate to the charities you are involved in would you please start posting links on your youtube videos so people like me can also donate or even sponsor you if you if you do a charity, if you do a charity walk, like you mentioned, you do for Alzheimer's. Thank you, Jordan. First of all, we got to give Jordan man. props for not being on social media because I, I admire. Well done, Charles. I admire anyone who doesn't dive in. For us, it's our life. We we can't be without it. But I have some friends that are like, why would I want to talk to people 24 hours a day? I, even my own assistant that handles all my social media, she's not on social media. She was never interested in social media, has no interest. She's don't fuck with people like that. So she just so to her to do mine, it's actually better because she doesn't get into anything with any, she doesn't get distracted. She doesn't want to look at strangers' opinions. Like to her, it's just like, why bother? But I love that he still does come to my YouTube because I do a start sit. Every Sunday morning, helping people set their fantasy football lineups at 11 a.m. Eastern time on my YouTube. I also talk all the betting lines at Bavada during that spot. And I was talking about a little page I put together on Friday. Uh, I wanted to remind everybody as we're getting out, like Black Friday, everybody goes shopping, everybody spends money. The holidays, everybody spends money. And we're in a country where there's children that have food insecurity. And it's something that, you know, they go home from school and when they're off for the weekend, they don't know what kind of food they're going to get. So I've been 
a big part of always trying to raise money for blessings in a backpack. And it's an organization that for $130 a year, those kids get their backpack filled with food every weekend to go home, everything they're going to need. And I just think it's really important. And so I did a little fundraiser on Friday. I think I'm almost 60% to my goal. I wanted to raise $1,000. I'm doing a fundraiser tomorrow where 50% of all my cameo money goes to blessings in a backpack. But I've found that charity has been a great icebreaker for me. It's put me in a really good neutral zone. It's allowed me to see who of my following are actually good human beings and want to be my friend after my other life. And I get to see who's still here for just that and doesn't really have anything else. And it's allowed me to really connect with people. Also, I've been doing this walk for Alzheimer's since 2016 or 2017. I go back to California every year and do it with my friends. And it's allowed me to start the conversation. Both of my grandparents were affected and I have other friends now that their parents are affected and we're able to talk about it. Like this is something I learned. Like I learned that my grandparents could not remember today but if Bri brought in old photos from like 50 years ago, they would tell me every detail in the photo. So their last couple of years when they were in a home in Easton, I was living in the city part time. I would take the bus to Easton. I'd just get like one small shoebox of photos every visit. And my grandfather would tell me so many great stories. And my grandmother would tell me, so you want to enjoy the last couple of years. So by learning about the process. I've been able to meet people that are strangers on Twitter that DM me and say, I'm going through this with my dad right now. And they get very paranoid. They get mean. There's a lot of things they go through, right? So when I say, okay, that's normal. And this is how you have to try and, and work around that and allow that to happen because that phase will end too. But too many people give up. And we need to find a better way to try and, and get the best. I, I got so many great stories. My grandfather gave me this box. He was a World War II photographer. And he gave me a box of World War II photos that I'm having restored and I'm going to donate them to a museum in D.C. Um, but I want my copies too, you know. And he would write <laughs> notes, love letters to my grandmother. He would take these selfies. He would do his hair so slick with like wax, whatever. He'd set up the camera and he'd do a selfie series of himself opening all the mail. My grandmother wrote to him every single day when he was in war every single day. And some days he would get his mail and there'd be like 15 things there because they just brought it to him once a week. And so doing charity has opened me up to meet new people. It's also opened a conversation of things that who knows what you may deal with in your life. But if you have somebody that you know that has some information they can share with you, and it's always good to use your following for good. And so like maybe one day you guys decide like we're going to have a sale and 10% of our proceeds from all the Sam season merch goes to whether it's your college, uh, whether it's a community for sports where you grew up, but you'll see the difference of how people engage with you when you make a difference for the community that matters to them. Nah, that's dope. Nah, for sure. Because yeah, getting- a lot of people just here just be entertained. So when you ask right. them some charity like that, you know, or some like, and it's a great hey, way to engage to with your yeah. followers. It's a great way, even if people give ten dollars. If you have five hundred people that can give ten dollars, it adds up to be big money that you get to take directly. And it's so easy to set up fundraisers now because you don't have to. It goes directly to them. All you got to do is promote it. It goes the money goes directly to them. You're not managing anything. Like it's awesome. So when we get this thing balling and you guys are at that spot where we need to start doing some charity, I'll make sure I make it happen. But yeah, until then, to the two of you, I'll be rocking all of my Sam season gear right here and yeah. everywhere I go. And I can't wait to start working together big time. And everybody out there is going to send you both congratulations for graduating on December 18th. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Charles, where do you want to eat graduation night? Because I want to buy you guys a gift card so you can get a lot of food. Uh. I said Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, Texas Roadhouse is cool. Oh, that's easy. Texas Roadhouse? <laughs> okay. I'll make sure I email that to you guys this week so that you have it. Thanks okay. so much for joining me right here. Don't hang up yet because I have two more things to tell you once we're finished recording. Okay. But thank you so much, both you, Sam Season and Charles. More to come in the future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that you feel like you were at Washington Square Park with us about a month ago. I hope that you get the vibe of what's going on here. Very similar to my friend Matt, college game day sign Matt. 
I sometimes stumble upon the right people in the most unique way that I can create some sort of common ground and some back and forth. And now here we are, and we're going to be doing some future projects together. I wanted to introduce you to them. They both graduated from college. Well, Charles is graduating December 18th. Sam already graduated, but he's walking with Charles December 18th. Pretty exciting to meet these two young men at the beginning of their journey of content creation. Please follow them on social media. Subscribe to Sam Season at YouTube on Instagram, one Sam Season for Sam and C McCray 96 for Charles. Thank you so much for spending time with me here on my podcast. I love being in your ear and every Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern time on my YouTube at The Release and I do the live premiere. We get to actually chat it up in the comments, add in some more colorful commentary about the interview that's going on. And the connection that I've built with my Friday afternoon crew is so super awesome. You may just want to join in yourself. If not, you can watch it later on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Lisa Ann Experience. 